American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more right here in the U.S. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And this is This Week in Skating. This episode is our 2022-2023 season wrap-up and look-back special. To help us look back on the season, we are joined by the person who knows a thing or two about the season and, like the skaters, is looking forward to a much-needed and well-deserved break. Of course, we are talking about Jackie Wong of Rocker Skating. Hi, Jackie. What is this, my third time on the podcast this season? I think so. Yes. I got my hat trick. (laughs) Yes. Yes, you did. I think you are the most, I think, yeah, he breaks the record for the most (laughs) He sets the record. On the podcast, yeah. You're setting the record. Wow, world record and personal best and season best. (laughs) Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah, level four. You got it. <laughs> well, we wanted to have you back, Jackie, because, uh, you, well, as we just talked about, you this is your third time on the podcast. You are our first interview that we did way back at the beginning of the season. Yeah. And, yeah, we just wanted to break things down with you so that we could also close the door on the season Start gearing up. I, I thought I closed it already on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I saw that post. You did a very good job with it. We just pulled you back in for, you know, two days later. Yeah. I, yeah. I think we have to give it proper closure. Kind of just talk through some of the cool things that happened this season and maybe what we're looking forward to next season. I have to be honest. Other than what the rhythm dance is next year, I've really not thought about much. I'm just kind of thinking, okay, now we're in the cool down portion and we can just relax, but let's just hope that things stay nice and quiet for a little bit. We'll see about that. (laughs) So Jackie, we thought we'd start with like, maybe if you could tell us who you thought maybe the breakout star of the season was, breakout performance. Yeah, it's just like when you think of 2022-2023 season, what is the first thing that comes to your mind from this season? Hey and Lee. Easy. (laughs) Easy. I was going to say, like, wrote that down on my little post-it note of somebody we needed to mention. Easy. I mean, beginning of the season, it was like, oh, it's Hey and Lee. She's, like, getting a little bit better. And, you know, maybe she's got a chance at making the world team. Uh, but, you know, looking at who's in the, you know, the deep Korean women's field, it was still going to be kind of like, okay, maybe she'll make it, maybe she won't make it. And then, you know, her, her fall was like, okay. Um, and then all of a sudden, Korean nationals was just, it was a revelation. 
it was not only that she was skating well, it was that she was rotating her jumps. I mean, I've watched her skate a couple of times in 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 person and her her combos are you know they're they're often a little bit sweet right like they the 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 the, the rotations are are usually like okay well maybe she did maybe she didn't and starting with korean nationals it was like something like her snap just got a little bit better it was just like that tiny little bit of improvement um really helped right and it it just propelled her and it was like Korean nationals was great for continents was great. And then, you know, when four continents happened, you kind of thought it wasn't a, a fluke. Um, and, you know, she was my like sort of dark horse pick at worlds for the podium. And then looking back, I'm like, there's nothing dark horse about it at all. Like, like it was the, the trajectory was absolutely there. Um, and she's uh, she already proved herself, and that that happened, right? And so, um, for me, absolutely, and very unexpectedly, Hanley. Watching her at Skate America, I wouldn't have thought, you know, podium for Worlds. I mean, she, it just was, you know, okay, maybe she's someone to watch, like see how she progresses as the season moves on. But I, I really didn't think you know, podium at Worlds, and then, you know, World Team Trophy, she's beating Kaori Sakamoto. Um, you know, so her season really just kept going from four continents on, and, and Korean Nationals as well. Yeah, um, my, I have to say, I have a couple of mm. picks. Um, I have to go with Kao Miura, because I feel like he definitely broke out this season. That's one of my picks. I just feel like he uh, he's going to be one to watch in an already deep Japanese men's field. Um, well, Daphne, should we mention to Jackie what happened when we did our Worlds preview? And <laughs> someone we forgot to mention and then comes out and has a really great skate at Worlds. Yeah, we don't mention him on our <laughs> podcast anymore because it brings him good luck from now on. And that was uh, Junwon Cha. You did not mention Junwon Cha. Oh my god! No, <laughs> we didn't. And then, of course, wow. Worlds happens, and so we didn't. We went into World Team Trophy, and we really didn't say much either. <laughs> that's, how, <laughs> like, no. that's how you do it. That's how you do it. He was. He was. He was amazing. I. I think. Same thing with him um, that I thought I was like, his quads used to be very squeaked out and and the the, the quad style and the quad toe, both at Worlds and at uh, World Team Trophy were just so good. The quad style he's improved so much on over the past couple of seasons. The quad toe, I've seen him do it so, try it so many times in practice and is just not usually there, right? I mean, his hit rate is like thirty to fifty percent, and and he's always very frustrated with that jump. And the the two that we saw in his last two competitions were were so good. So, um, you know, he's another one who benefited from just a little bit more snap, a little bit more rotation, and there you go. Um, I actually the one. I was thinking about was Matteo Riso at the very end. I mean, the his trajectory from 
like, oh, you know, I'm trying to make sure that I'm, you know, get keeping it close within the Italian men, right? Because the Italian men are, are there are, it is getting to be a deeper field there to the very last competition where he, you know, did better than most people expected and almost won world team trophy. I mean, there, if, if he only didn't, didn't turn out of his triple axle, he would have won the free skater world team trophy. So I think that there's another one where you got to think his, his next couple of seasons, like there, there's some, he's got, he's got a high ceiling um, over the next couple of years. And, you know, Olympics are in Italy. Uh, that's going to yeah. be something else. <laughs> and we've been talking about that, you know, depth of the Italian men. And I know I wasn't even thinking, you know, him this season, you know, because he just didn't have a great fall season. And I think, Daphne, I said, too, um, I think when I was looking for world picks, I was saying, okay, Daniel Grossel, maybe, or I think I was throwing in Nikolai Memola. Yeah, um, because he had a really good fall. He had a really good fall season, and I was like, oh, could they send him to Senior Worlds? Um, So, you know, seeing Mateo skate really well at World Team Trophy was like, oh, yeah, okay. He's still, you know, hanging in there and, and, you know, stepping up and so, yeah. I think for me sometimes I just look at the raw, the roster when it comes out and i think wow this skaters really do like they it's they've got it in them to do it they have the content they have the artistic component they're just due to have that skate and it's pretty awesome when you get to see them put it all out there on the ice because you know that they're capable yeah. it's just sometimes getting everything to line up it just doesn't happen it's, it's interesting. I, I'll 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 get off the 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 men's field after this. But if you think back to 2018 in Pyeongchang, Matteo and Jonan had very similar competitions there. Like both of them were sort of fairly young, right? I mean, Jonan was like I think it might have been his first really big um, international event. I think same thing with Matteo and both of neither of them had a quad at that point yet. And they were both, you know, relying on clean skates and they did those really well at, at the Olympics there. And then the last five years has been them trying to just like get to that next level, get to that next level. And, and mm -hmm. Jundan has had a little bit more success because his quads have been more consistent, but like both of them went through some growing pains. Um, both of them like had times where you were like, okay, did they peak already? And is this, is this sort of it for them? And, and now to see both of them, you know, um, doing as well as they have this season, it's, it's just pretty, pretty incredible. What about pairs and dance breakout stars performances? Uh, Sarah and Nico, of course, like, when I asked them about, like, you know, kind of reflect on your season at Worlds, they were like, yeah, we were just excited to get two Grand Prix events in the fall. I'm like, you went from being excited <laughs> to get two Grand Prix events in the fall to winning a world medal? Like, that, 
you know, that in itself was crazy. I, for me, I, I just also have to just give it up for the pairs event in general because I, I don't know about, Absolutely. I don't know about you, mm -hmm. but at the beginning of the season, it was like, well, we'll be lucky to have three or four really good pairs at the, at the very end of the season. Right. And like, you know, everybody was kind of looking at it being like, oh my God, it's the, the, the year after the Olympics and like, there's a lot of shuffling around and, you know, um, obviously the Russians are not there and they, they usually take up three of the top spots. Right. And, 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 and you come to worlds and you see like the top 10 pairs were all pretty damn good. And if you look at Rika Ryuchi, Alexa Brandon, both of those pairs can buy, can, can, can 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 skate with the Russian pairs if they were if they were around. I mean, it's it's there is something to be said about the buildup of both of those pairs over the past few seasons, um, and and the fact that both of them have pushed each other this season to be better, and and what ended up happening, right? I mean, World Championships we saw some we saw you know the best of of. Riku and Ryuchi in the short program, uh, world team trophy. We saw the best of Alexa and Brandon, right? Like it's 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 just it was great to see and and you know, we'll see what happens with Alexa and Brandon. Uh, you know, Alexa said it was her last world team trophy. Very telling that she didn't say it was her last competition. Right. Yeah. Um, although I'm sure everybody's seen yeah. the writing on the wall, but you know, I, I don't think it's I don't think it's a thing that they they're leaving the door a little bit open. Uh, although my I feel like the chances are slim that they continue on, but who knows? Um, you know, the last yeah. couple times I've talked to them, they were like, "Yeah, we'll see how it goes in this off season." I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> I I've heard this from you before." Um, <laughs> yeah. and, if, and if they tell me anything confidential, it stays confidential. So that's kind of you know we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. been wonderful to see all the pairs really step up. Yeah. Because I think that's what's happened mm -hmm. is all the pairs I think took this opportunity as that chance to really go out there and show what they can do, and up their technical content and their artistic mode. I mean, it's. It's awesome yeah. to see a field like this. Mm -hmm. I mean, Franklin thinks so too. <laughs> he agrees, right? Yeah. That's great. <laughs> Dance was a little interesting, I gotta say. Um, a, 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 a good bit of sort of topsy-turviness with the standings during the, during the season. Um, Kana Daisuke had i i thought had had the the biggest sort of like jump from fall season to to the end of the season um you know their their rhythm dance at world team trophy was probably the best i've ever seen Dice skate a rhythm dance and you know again hopefully they're continuing on um because it is really it's just it's really nice to see two ice dance teams in Japan being competitive, right? Like uh, it's 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 sort of the 
the Spanish ice dance, uh, you know, scene from a couple of years ago where it was just like, you know, the two of them just kept pushing each other to be better. The same thing there. And then, you know, I, for me with, with, with ice dance, I, you know, I, I do think the rise of, uh, the rise of Laurence and Nick have been the most, that's been the most, uh, I don't know, maybe satisfying to watch, right? I, I mean, they, they're both such good skaters. They've been sort of middling in that eight to 15 range, even when they were skating um, for Denmark, right? Like they were kind of there, but like, you know, where do you take it to the next level? And everybody saw the potential the last couple of years as they started skating for Canada. And, and you know, now we see them. And, and frankly, I thought they were, they, they should have been higher up worlds. So, um, you know, I, th I, I, I liked their trajectory this season um, out, out of all the dance teams. Yeah, and I think it's hard to talk about dance too with Piper and Paul. And they had, you know, we didn't see much of them this season too. And to see how Piper and Paul with Laurence and Nikolai would have been, you know, better stacked up a little bit, especially in Canada. Um, you know, Canadian Nationals would have been really exciting to see those two teams. Um, and we didn't see that this season because of, you know, Piper and Paul not being at Canadian Nationals. Well, Piper and Paul, um, I think they were on a good road until mm -hmm. she had to have surgery. I'm sure that they were prepared going into Worlds, but I do have to wonder what it would have been like had they not had to have the surgery. Because mm -hmm. they were clearly getting the scores above other teams until that point. Yeah, it was interesting. But then it, you have It was interesting. Yeah. yeah I, I I don't know. I, I thought I thought one of the things that they didn't get enough credit for, to be honest, is is was the creativity of their of their one foot sequence in the in yeah. the uh in the free dance like you know i i've talked about how to a lot of people right when you look at one foot sequences or one foot step sequences they look fairly similar you start off with some kind of bracket into some kind of cluster and then you do a glide and you do a couple more like um a, a couple more pulls and turns and you end with uh, a twizzle and then you're done, right? Like it, the turns differ, yeah. the turns are variable, but they're a little different. They, they all sort of look similar. And then you see Piper and Paul do a little bit of mirror skating, a little bit of like uh, differences in the way that they do their turns and all that kind of stuff. And and I, I really, I thought of all the elements, that was one where they really had a great mm. differentiator and they were not really, um, they weren't really credited for the, the kind of innovation that they did with that, with that element. They've always been a team that came, their programs have had a, a unique story or innovative thought process, at least for what they were trying to tell. Um, on the flip side of that, Madison Chalk and Evan Bates got a later start to the season, did, you know, came out for Skate America, 
won Skate America, but were second in the free dance, were kind of slower to get going. And I read a lot of social media posts going into the Grand Prix final. People were writing them off right away. Well, they're not going to, you know, they're going to be lucky to be in the top four. four. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> they're definitely not going to win. Yep. They're not going to be in, in, in the discussion. They completely turned this around. They stuck to the program, like the essence of the program, but, you know, they changed the story a little bit. They did some fine tuning, but they stayed committed to the music and just yeah. kept going. Yeah, because they were kind of told to switch up that program and they, you know, they, they didn't stayed with it and really just stay committed to it the whole season. I mean, that that is one where, you know, you, you can you can talk about ice dance judging the way that you want to talk about ice dance judging. But but like yeah. if you if you looked at how they skated their, you know, their ice covers the cleanest of 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 their turns and and their steps in at the beginning of the season i mean it was just nowhere near what they're used to what 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 we've been seeing from them over the past few seasons and it was it was pretty obvious to you know to to see them just have a just have that that rise right like it, it's it is hard to see in ice dance when like the 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 subtlety of things like you know proper holds and being being you know being consistently distanced in in a in a sequence and you know the depth of edge even when you're in person because everything is going on in three dimensions it's not always easy to look at the 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 cleanness of yeah. edges and turns and all that kind of stuff. But you did see that throughout the season, just get stronger and stronger. Um, and, you know, kudos to them. I mean, they, they in, a, in a world like Ice Dance, when you are given lower scores than you're used to, multiple competitions in a row, mm -hmm. it's not that hard to be like, well, they wrote me off, I guess, uh, there goes my season, right? Like, and and that that changed yeah. that changed for them. Yeah, they're both really fierce competitors, and I think they probably took this and it pushed them to even more to improve and build on the foundation that they had at the start. They didn't look quite like themselves when I saw them in Skate America. It wasn't mm -hmm. things still looked rough around the edges. But they did stay committed, and you know you have to appreciate that. And then the Italians, Charlotte and Marco, who are so consistent, and um, well, we know Barbara's there with her stopwatch, so <laughs> she's, she's checking everything. Um, again, another a team that had a season that exceeded their own expectations. Yep. Um getting the silver medal and then still finishing in second at world team trophy which mm -hmm. you know was that's a huge step in the right direction for them but gina and i've talked when we were talking a bit about the world championships that in ice dance consistently skaters would retire when 
by the time they hit 30, maybe 31. And we're seeing skaters in dance and, and in pairs too continue on beyond <laughs> that threshold. Yeah. So things are very different where, you know, four of the top five teams are in their 30s. All four of the top five, yeah. In dance. Four of the top five teams are in the 30s. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The podium was for the very first time all 30 year olds. The yeah. the uh the the title went to for the very first time both 30, 30 somethings. Um so yeah, I mean there's there's a lot, a lot there. And you know, we've been watching these skaters for a very long time. And and yes. it's it's uh <laughs> you know, you, you go back to like the old world team trophies and it's like, oh right, Maddie and Evan have been to like four of them. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. And they weren't in the last two. Yeah. Right? Um Mm-mm. No. Maybe they were at three of them. Anyway, it's it's you know, it, it's a lot. It's a it's they've been around. And Charlene and Marco, mm-hmm. yeah. been, like they were around during the Capolini Lanote years. And we all thought like Yes. Well, you know, like <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna rise up to the to be the next ones and then, you know, maybe it's four years and then it's now, you know. So many more years after that. So, yeah. I mean, it's great, honestly, to see athletes in such fantastic condition, mm-hmm. taking care of themselves and being able to, you know, have more longevity. Yeah. Sometimes it makes me wish that we had other opportunities outside of like the competitive arena that were, you know, built more for professional skating because that's what we used to have. And we don't have that anymore. So I think that also has contributed to, you know, skaters staying in longer because the opportunities really aren't there. And that's, I mean, it's sad because staying competitive in this sport takes an insane amount of work, no matter if you're singles, pairs, dance, synchro, any of it. And so there's no like half and half. There's no... Like, okay, well, we can go to the pro circuit and do this, and we can still do all of these other things and move on with our lives. There's not that option anymore. No, definitely not. Yeah, it's definitely a very different place. Well, let's let's see how Nobunari Oda comes back next season. I have to tell you, I'm excited <laughs> that... <laughs> and Franklin is Franklin's too! Franklin's excited too! <laughs> I'm excited that a, a new generation of fans might get to see him. I saw him at Junior Worlds in person in 2005 and then pretty much watched his career until he retired. And it, I think it will just be fun because he's he's always been entertaining, but he always had trouble with the math. With the math, with the nerves, <laughs> like everything, right? Um, yeah. And it was yeah. it's, it's been interesting to see him thrive in the Japan Open format where it's like mm-hmm. it's competitive. He came back and just like I'm gonna tra- I'm gonna train some quad toes and then lands them, right? And and <laughs> like you can see how just natural of a talent he is that he can just like come back and do those things without a problem. And then you watch his yeah. like amateur or his earlier career and you're like so what happened there? You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I like 
this new version. I want to see what that looks I, like. I, I hope I hope the new version continues. Yeah. I think maybe Daisuke Takahashi and Deanna Stellato Dudak have kind of inspired this group of skaters to throw their hats back in the ring and try it. Why not? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm going to take us on a tangent. But as you, you, neither of you probably know about this, but I, I, when I was in college, I competed in intercollegiate team skating, which was so fun. Okay. But like, okay. but like, how <laughs> cool is it that Karen Chen and Audrey Liu competed at intercollegiate team nationals? Like that is like that is such an inspiration for the people who are competing in those competitions. I remember when I skated, it was like, oh, well, we have these like, you know, really good skaters who are going to college, but like, they're too good for intercollegiate team skating, so they're not gonna do that. And now you got like Karen Chen being like, yeah, intercollegiate team skating is yeah. like the thing that I do. And and it's just, I, I wish I'd skate. Skated, it's amazing. Skated in the era yeah, it's of Karen Chen skating an intercollegiate <laughs> team national. An Olympian. Yeah. We have an an Olympian. Olympian. a two-time Olympian. Yes. <laughs> and she did a different discipline, too. She did, she dance. did dance. Everybody does dance. Yeah. It, everybody and their mom does dance. <laughs> I did solo dance. It was fun. Um, I want video proof of that, Jackie. I want to see video proof of that. 2000. <laughs> whatever 2004 or something so like that didn't there was no video proof of it okay um but i'm pretty sure i am national intercollegiate bronze medalist or silver medalist in the rhythm blues so it was pre pre-preliminary okay and I, right. I beat out some seniors oh, you need to add that to your twitter bio <laughs> come on and, Jack. right on your twitter bio oh. come on with skating guru no, right there. Um, no, no, but yeah. the point the point is like, you know, um like elite skaters skating in college, right? I mean, I was talking to Camden about this and I was like we were literally talking about like wouldn't it be cool if US collegiate nationals were like Japan collegiate nationals where like the some of the best skaters in Japan are competing in collegiate nationals. Like that would be like amazing, right? But of course, U.S. collegiate nationals is in like July, so like nobody's training yeah. quite yet. Nobody's mm -hmm. ready for yeah. that. But yeah, <laughs> we'll see. Maybe Camden will go this year. But, but what about two Midori Ito competes in the adult competition in? Overtime? No wonder she's been doing single axles on Instagram. <laughs> yeah she signed up again i think Jackie. it's so She's i going. think it's so fun love it <laughs> how incredible they're seeing an olympic silver medalist at that competition yeah mm -hmm. i mean yeah. it's it's cool it's really cool it's inspiring maybe to go back to the ice this friday so <laughs> it's been a long time okay you can do it Jackie. <laughs> you know you can do it so I want to talk a little bit about the juniors since they will be, a bunch of them are going to be debuting at the senior level in the fall or in the late summer. Um, for me and dance, 
I'm really excited to see what the medalists from this past Junior Worlds do, especially um, the Czech team, the siblings, who have not been dancing for that long, only like two, two and a half years. Um, very fast. Two sets, two sets of Czech siblings. Two sets of Czech siblings. Yeah. <laughs> I think Matteo Zani knows what to do with sibling skaters because he's doing it and it's successful. For those teams and i think there's always been the right programs or the wrong programs for siblings to be able to do and i think he's broadening that out just a little bit yeah i mean a anything to take us away from the like heteronormative uh, uh nature of ice dance not that that is like there's plenty of it but there's also you can do other types of dance you can you definitely mm -hmm. can um, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to seeing them out there. It's great that Great Britain's got another team. Yep. Uh, they'll have another team at the senior level, a competent team that's going to be able to go out and they'll have opportunities because, uh, Lila and Lewis had a very successful season, earning multiple spots at both Worlds and Europeans. Um, so that's going to be great. And... Bashinska and Beaumont, training mates of Piper Gillis and Paul Poirier. This is going to be their debut season, so that will be fun. They capped their season. They, again, had a decent season as well. Um, we're going to get to see more in the men's, in the, on the men's side. We're going to get to see um, Nikolai Memela, like, firmly, I think, on the senior circuit versus kind of straddling both for the whole season this year um i'm interested to see the ice dance ones though because we've seen we've seen really good ice dance teams on the junior level just sort of fizzle out on the senior level and and the the translation yeah. of junior dance to senior dance isn't quite like the translation of junior free skating to senior free skating and, and and i do think that this crop of juniors seem to be more ready for it maybe um i mean we saw mm. we saw lim and yeah. lim and chan being like really good at world team trophy and like was they were right up there right and so um you know, I, I think we'll see where that goes uh, with, with with these teams. But I agreed. I, I I'm looking forward to it. And, and there's there's a there's quite a bit of variety across these that top four, top five at Junior World. So um, yeah, to see it. I'm excited too because, as you said, there's a lot of they're bringing some variety. I hope they don't lose some of that creativity that they have at junior when they move to senior because sometimes that's one of the things that happens in the transition is the teams will move to more standard types of themes and music versus the fun programs that we saw before because like Lim and Kwan we've seen some great I mean programs this season programs were very different from last year when they gave us Gangnam style and you know this year we got um two rhythm dances from them yeah. plus their free dance <laughs> to dance macabre 
I hope they don't lose the creativity because I think it it's just more fun to watch. And sometimes senior needs just that injection yes. of fun into it. I agree. All right. Um. So were there any moments, Jackie, that you were think more milestone? I mean, other than the obvious with Ilya Malinin and the quad axle. Was that obvious? Quad axle? <laughs> that was obvious. Really? Yes, the, we were, the fact we that were both in Skate America with you. The fact that he is <laughs> we saw literally, you. <laughs> literally the only person in the world who can land a clean quad axle, nobody else can do it. You think that was a milestone, mm-hmm. really? I oh, think so. Okay. Yeah. I'll take it. That's what I think okay. of when I think of milestone okay. for this season. Like, what were the big accomplishments? Yes, there we go. That, that's, that's a milestone. I'll take your word for it. Um. There's a lot of I, I I felt like there was a lot of cool things that happened this season. Um, as far as milestones are concerned, you might have to edit this long pause. I'm thinking too outside of like these huge milestones, but also like first time. Yeah, type. I know we were things. talking about like at the, during the Grand Prix season, so many were meddling for their country for the yeah, first yeah. time. Yeah, and those sorts of things were. Definitely, you know, stood out because I know as we were talking on our podcast in this uh, fall, you know, a first for this country, a first for this country. I mean, yeah. Sarah Nicolai um, winning, you know, a medal for Italy at Worlds for the first time. A lot. We had a lot of those moments this yep. season. Yeah. yeah I mean, I- um, Hannah and, and Yi set all new records for benchmarks for Korea. Yeah. A nice dance. Well, I'll, I'll I'll go with a fairly recent example, which is South Korea winning Team Silver at World Team Trophy in their very first time out. I mean, outperformed expectations. Um, you know, just Jinan did such a great job of leading that team and. You know, there, there's something about that. I mean, you know, we know we know that World Team Trophy, especially among all the team events, really, uh, really favor countries that have strong singles um, skaters, right? And that that's like that's just the math. That's always been how it's been, and mm-hmm. and so you know, you've got both. Japan and South Korea having that sort of like we have our prowess in the singles and obviously Japan has gotten better in dance and pairs the last few years. Yeah. Um, but you know, South Korea really overperforming and and exceeding expectations and doing that, right? And and you gotta think about them in future Olympics if they continue doing what they're doing with singles and then being able to get you know one of their pair teams to 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 be competitive one of their dance teams to be competitive right if you see that trajectory happening you know the olympics uh, are going to be very interesting in that sense um so so a lot a lot of i i thought that was of of all the like first that one was especially monumental yeah i have to agree that was a surprise to me and i think i mentioned this before um a great opportunity for um 
Lim and Kwan, and also for the pair team from Korea to debut at a big international without a, a ton of pressure. I mean, I'm sure that there was pressure, but this event seems like it's more fun for the skaters. And so I felt like it was a less intense event maybe than another one would be. Plus, you have all the Japanese fans there. And, I mean, from all reports, being able to skate in front of a, a crowd in Japan is like a bucket list item because of the fact that they are so supportive of everyone. Right. I mean, how many flags do they have in their backpacks? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was, I remember being at Worlds just like looking over and like everybody just like had their, had their flags ready for the next skater. And I was like, it's very cool. It is very cool. It is. It is. One time I'm going to get to experience a world in Japan, uh, worlds in Japan. I have not. I know you have, Jackie, but I would love to go to Japan and experience worlds, you know, in front of the Japanese fans. So fun. So, Jackie, I know that you are, uh, you're learning about dance. You're getting, you know, we're, we're pulling you over to the dark side. <laughs> what did you think about there being no pattern in the rhythm dance i know you did a poll on your site recently yeah mm -hmm. it looked like people missed it yep. i'm of two minds of it like i i always felt like in rhythm dances it was like oh the rhythm's different now we're gonna go see the pattern dance and then oh the, the rhythm's different and now we're gonna go see something else like it was um in a lot of the rhythm dances it was fairly predictable when things were going to happen. And I think that was the thing about the pattern dance that I felt was a little bit repetitive, if anything, right? Um, I mean, it, it is meant to be that. Um, but I also, yeah. frankly, I, 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 in a lot of ways, I missed that visual and audio cue of it being like, you know, I'm gonna we're gonna change the rhythm and then and then we're gonna see the pattern dance. It was like you knew what was coming and you knew to like expect it. I was never particularly a fan of the key points, even though it actually made me it made it easier for me to quote unquote judge the 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 patterns because you knew what to look for and you could look for it very closely in certain spots but it also mm -hmm. it also discredited some of the cool things that some of the skaters were doing outside of those key points and and you know uh, i think i think it 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 discredited some of the like the potential um innovation or maybe not discredit but like it didn't give enough credit to them mm -hmm. um but anyway i i i point is i i think i missed it um i think that's probably the the extent of of how i feel about the rhythm dance i mean there uh, plenty of people have said like the the thing was you couldn't compare side by side nearly as much i mean that's mm -hmm. obvious yeah um yeah but I, I think it's a question of like the ISU was trying to figure out one, how to make it 
more spontaneous for people to do stuff and then two sort of how do you not make it feel like compulsory dance set to different music right um right. so be interesting to see how it goes next season um nothing's been published yet right i heard i heard a few things at world about where they were going with it but i i heard it literally before they had their last meeting and i didn't like i didn't follow up with people on like what happened in the last meeting um <laughs> but i know i know they're they were talking about some you know bringing back the pattern in a different way yes, yes. and yeah. jackie how do you feel about the 80s <laughs> well i was born in the 80s so <laughs> okay good um, yeah good okay. uh and also hearing i'm pretty sure it was marco or maybe it was charlene at worlds being like well we're gonna have to talk to our parents about the 80s to get some inspiration i'm like oh no <laughs> and they were oh. um, they were born i think marco was born in the late 80s like 89 or something like that so you know that was literally when yeah. they, when it was yeah. finishing um i i i'm curious to see how it goes i don't really like i don't really yeah. know what the 80s actually means because there's so many things and i think that was the thing that the 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 ice cancers were talking about at the press conferences when they were asked that you know a very similar question right um the 80s means different things to different people like it, yes, could, it, does. it could mean yep. it could Even mean like <laughs> you know uh uh glam heavy metal to certain people it could mean you know cindy <laughs> lopper and like bubblegum pop to other people madonna or, yeah. or madonna <laughs> right um or or punk yeah yeah there, just, can be there, punk. there was a lot of stuff that happened in the 80s <laughs> and and for yeah. for the for the theme to be based on a decade rather than a style of music is curious but also if everybody thinks differently we could have a good really good variety of of programs yes but i like mm -hmm. i just hope it's not like it's, it's different right but it's i hope it's not like you know, one or two choreographers being like, this is the 80s. And then everybody all of a sudden does like, you know, I don't know, sh shoulder yes. pads and big hair. Like that is not, that is not <laughs> what, that, there is much more to the 80s than that. And, and I'm, yes. I keep going. Agreed. Like a big run on sentence. And we've seen <laughs> some 80s before, right? Like we saw George Michael Careless Whisper. We saw, you know, um, I think we've seen some Cindy Lauper. We've seen, you know, we've seen stuff from that era, um, and I'm I'm interested to see like what what it actually means. And I really hope that when uh, when our like field of ice dancers thinks about the '80s, it's not just '80s in the U.S. because the '80s, yeah, the uh, yeah. '80s happened everywhere in the world everywhere and so like right. like i want to know like 
for me growing up in Hong Kong in the 80s, it was like, you know, Chinese versions of of songs in the US, right? Like, like, do we get some of that stuff, right? Um, like, it, it's, 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 yeah. it would be very interesting to see, like, it not be a, a completely U.S. or North America centric sort of like this is what the 80s looks like because the 80s happened everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, I didn't think of that. Yeah. You know, to really. And I, so I hope that people don't just focus on what we think of the 80s as, but worldwide, when, yeah. you know, and go. Like Celine Dion when she was on Eurovision, you know, or something. <laughs> yeah. It's a really diverse cross-section of music like we were talking about i mean it's the end that you know 1980 was like the start of the end of disco kind of and then into great britain was this big had this big emergence of the punk rock era and we had the glamour rock and there's just you know, the end of the 80s brought in the techno era. Yep. Like, there's just so much in there. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that we get to see a little bit of everything and not just, well, we're going to do 1985 to 87 was this big pop explosion. So that's what we're going to focus on. I'm hoping that it's much bigger. Because, honestly, when this first started coming out, I was not on board. Yeah. <laughs> Not on board at all, but I also think that if it's done well, it could be a lot of fun. And I certainly will know the words to just about every song <laughs> that they're going to dance to because that's my that's my decade. Look, when I I some two or three months ago when we were talking about the eighties as as like a potential thing for next season, I did what uh, uh, all informed people which is go to wikipedia and look up 1980s and music and like you know do go (laughs) and take a look i mean it is very u.s centric for about i don't know 60 Mm percent of it 70 percent of it but then it talks about like hey the 80s happened elsewhere too and you should take a look at what happened elsewhere yeah um so yeah you know with so many international teams Mm -hmm. look at what the 80s was like in your country like what it was like there how was it i like that you said that charlene and marco are talking about talking to their parents because it's like then maybe we'll get to see what was italy like in the 80s this could give us Mm -hmm. such a glimpse into the world as a whole and i'm hoping that it does that Because originally my question was, I don't know if the ISU knows what that means, what they've yeah. done, because this could be, right. this could be like, off the like rails. Like who made that decision, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm like literally reading this, this is a total non-sequitur, but Sheena Easton and Luis Miguel won the Grammy for Best Mexican and Mexican-American Performance in 1985. That would be interesting. Did, that would didn't didn't realize that Sheena Easton did a Mexican song. No, no, no. These are things you know that you don't know. Can I imagine that someone's going to break out Falco and we're going to get Rock Me Amadeus in the middle of a rhythm dance? <laughs> Not something I ever I, imagined. That's happening. a lot to think about. It's a lot. Yeah. I just don't know that it would work, and. 
I'm I'm intrigued. I'm definitely intrigued. The skaters um, seem really excited about it. The they ones do. we've talked to are really on board with it. They're really excited <laughs> for it. So I mean, if they're excited for it, I'm excited for it then. I mean, yeah. I'm just gonna have to go in with a positive attitude that this is gonna be yeah. a really good season of rhythm dances. Yeah. Jackie, was there any skater that you missed seeing this season that you wished had either continued or just thought their presence was missed? Oh, so many. I mean, I certainly, it was, it was the second world championship without Nathan and Yuzu. And that was, you know, last year was like, yeah, it's after the Olympics, right? Like this year, I, I, I really felt it, even though the men's event at, at Worlds was one of the best that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yes. And, and you know, you, you, you think about that a little bit. I, I certainly missed seeing both of them be, you know, kind of there. And, you know, we just have to be okay with that, with, with you know, a world without that, um, that, pairing of skaters right uh and we know yuzu is has has evolved past uh competitive skating slash retired and we we know that nathan has no idea if he's ever going to come back and he hasn't said anything and he's enjoying school and life um so you know let's let's continue to to enjoy what we've got um i don't i it's interesting because I, I, it felt like, it felt like a season of change and we expected it. And there were a lot of times when I was like, this is great. I'm, I'm really enjoying seeing, you know, this new crop of skaters, you know, different people getting a new chance to shine that they didn't get a chance to do before. Right. Like it, it was, I, I enjoyed it. I don't terribly tend to look back in the past too much except for Nathan and Yuzu. Um, uh, <laughs> I think we got used to having yeah. that. I mean, we yeah. they've been in this rivalry of sorts for a while and we got really used to being able to count yeah. on that. Mm-hmm. And now you know, it's been, you're right, it's been a season of change. Mm-hmm. We've had to get used to, you know, things being different, but I think one, it's the first year after the Olympics. Two, it's the first season where we kind of feel like we're out of COVID. Even though COVID is still there, mm-hmm. we're kind of, things felt it's a bit different. more normal. It was very, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it definitely yeah. felt different. Yeah. Yeah. And I think between 2018 and 2022, we didn't see as much of a change, at least, I feel, because. I mean, look at those seasons after yeah. 2020. We they were we had abbreviated seasons where I feel like after the 2022 Olympics, there was more of a change. You know, yeah. we were seeing faces we had been yep. seeing for eight years now step aside and let you know others take the realms. So that's where it felt different compared to you know between 2014, uh, well 2018 and 2022 you didn't see too much change. Now I'm seeing it, um, you know, as we go into 
getting ready for 2026, which will be here before we know it. I mean, Absolutely. <laughs> we just finished one season. We got three to go, <laughs> but. Um, Jackie, what were you thinking? What do you think kind of, I mean, there's been discussion lately about what's going to happen with the Russians being allowed to come back into competitions again. How was the season for you? I mean, what did you think? The, this is the first full season without the Russians. There's been a lot of talk on social media from various outlets about things being deficient without the Russians or being fine without the Russians. What, yeah, what's your take on it? I don't know. I, I, we, I, we, we get the hands that were dealt and mm-hmm. we were dealt a season without Russian skaters. Um, and I don't know, it, it, felt fine I, I it, it was it's like you know you only see what's in front of you right um and so i think there were people who looked at that and was like well that just means that the competition is not going to be as good and i i i don't i didn't see that as the case right um even yeah, even me, even yeah. the, the discipline where we thought the 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 potential competitiveness and depth right in with the with the pairs you know as we talked about earlier that everybody stepped up right um so i don't know I, I, it it we'll see what happens um nothing nothing yeah. to ham and haul about i don't know uh, yeah yeah no yeah. a decision is supposed to be made i guess in june or october so i guess we'll see what comes of that i enjoyed the competitions this season i thought that the level of skating was still extremely high Mm -hmm. and i agree with you i think i didn't look at this season through a lens that people were missing i looked at it through a lens of these are the competitors that are there this season and i i thought the skating was great i Mm -hmm. you know i think everyone stepped up and yeah. I think that's what happens in that first year, especially the newer skaters that are newer to senior or newer to the the circuits. They're trying to show who they are so that people, you know, to set themselves up. And I think this very much was that season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As usual. Yeah. So now, before we close out, let's let's just talk about where we're at now because we're going to be playing a little bit of a waiting game <laughs> to find out um who is staying who Oof. is moving on you're not something who might be coming back isn't that I mean, something though like <laughs> we just finished an yeah. olympic season where a bunch of people mm-hmm. retired and and i think the thing that people don't talk about is the fact that like a lot of people end up retiring the season after the Olympics because they see like yes. they see an opening and they're like we're gonna push for one more season and we're gonna go you know, do all yep. things and and now we have to brace for another potential set of people retiring. I mean, there was I, I mean I, in at Worlds there was a question posed to the podium and it's like I, I don't think it's gonna happen, but you could totally see all three of those teams being like you know what we're done we've got we've we've skated long enough and then all of a sudden next year's dance field is going to be very different right if that were the case 
Yeah. I don't mm -hmm. think that's going to happen. Exactly. Um, but, you know, crazier things yeah. have happened. Yeah. I think there's a, a lot of factors that go into it. Um, we're wondering, Gabby and Guillaume took the season off. Will they come back this season yeah. or will they take another season off? Because mm -hmm. they certainly can. Um, also, hoping that Caitlin and John Luke are recovered enough that they can come back and mm -hmm. continue the season they were having. They were having a great season until um, things happen, you know, the yeah. needing to take a break. Mm -hmm. Which I thought was kind of a milestone. I think talking about mental health and making it the norm is something that's needed to happen in skating, and it's been moving somewhat in that direction. I know Gracie Gold has been one that has spoken about it. Um, I'd like it to be more of the norm discussion for athletes, mm -hmm. because I think physical injuries are easy to see, but the ones that are going on inside are not as visible visible or visible at all and it's important to make it okay to talk about it yeah so i'm looking forward to next season although i'm also looking forward to us having a little bit of a break oh i'm i'm so <laughs> looking forward to the break <laughs> I, the, the world team trophy Chat. the world team trophy was um it was it was tough <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Again, I say this all the time. I don't know how you do it. I don't either. <laughs> because people know you do have another do. job. This right. isn't your full-time job. And how you're working on skating stuff and up at 2 and 3 in the morning and you're traveling all over the place. Yeah, I don't know how you do it because... I couldn't. I couldn't get up at two in the morning and three in the morning when I had to go to work the next day. <laughs> so, you know. But I've seen your setup where you have like multiple computers with different screens about what's <laughs> watching each competition. It's pretty incredible to see you in action and doing that. It's like a command center. It is. <laughs> Maybe from now on at the competitions, they need to just give you a skybox. <laughs> No, no, that's too off. far. That is too far. I cannot be in a skybox. <laughs> no, they need to have a camera on him so we can, you know, when they go, you know, after the skater uh, finishes uh. skating, we go to Jackie Cam and Jackie's uh, too much <laughs> typing seriously yes. typing everything out. I will tell you, Jackie, that one of my favorite memories of the season is watching your reaction. When Ilya Molinin landed the quad at Skate America, that was one. And then Senna Miyake skating Titanic, Jackie's reaction, reenacting things from <laughs> from the press area. Those are two. And skate things. America with yeah. Ashley Wagner, yes. <laughs> that was great. Those are those are great things. Um yeah, I think there's this misconception sometimes in especially skating media that Skating media is all a person does, but Gina and I've we've made no, you know, we haven't held back and we've shared. We both have regular full time jobs in addition to doing this, yep. and you really, I think, have to love it and be, you know, just be super passionate about it to be able to carry the plates that you're juggling all at the same time. Yeah, yeah. No, kudos to both of you as well. So. 
Well, kudos to you. Kudos to you. We know how passionate you are and how committed and devoted you are. And we get to see it (laughs) in person when we're with you and um, and then virtually when we're not with you. And I mean, without you, I don't know how we would, our sport would get anywhere. Um, And so, you know, I don't know what more to say because you are just amazing and we are so grateful to have you. And so grateful you've been on our podcast three, three times, times in season one. Uh, <laughs> I mean, as, as I'm um, sure you yeah. can imagine, I have missed, like, talking about skating on a weekly basis. Yeah. So um, that's, yeah. that's, it's been fun. Well, we are really appreciative that you took the time to chat with us today. Yeah. Now you get your break. You get your break We're, now. We officially have said... Jackie's on break. <laughs> um, if anything crazy happens, we know that you will crawl out of hibernation <laughs> to, uh, to to react to it. Um, yes. I usually, when I'm working, stay away from social media during the day as much as I can. But I will check Twitter and it's like, I know that I'll know what's going on if I just check rocker skating. It's like, okay, that's what's happening. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> well, I hope Twitter is still around next season. Oh man, Jackie. Yeah. You know what? That is, <laughs> that's a discussion <laughs> for the social media WTF podcast that should be started. <laughs> because <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of a mess. Twitter's kind of a mess right now. <laughs> yeah. So Gina, can you let folks know where they can find us? Yes, you can find us at our website. It's thisweekinskating.com. On social media, Twitter for now, at This WK in Skating, and then Facebook and Instagram, it's This Week in Skating. We love your feedback or your questions. We want to know what you thought about this season. Let us know. Reach out to us on social media or email us at thisweekinskating at gmail.com. We appreciate all the support that we've received via email and social media. Please keep it coming. And just to give you guys a schedule update, we're going to be posting interviews like this over the next three or four weeks because we're taking a little bit of a break. Season two of our regularly scheduled weekly podcast will return on May 22nd. And we are holding a contest over the next month. If you give us a review, a written review on Apple Podcasts, we will put you in the drawing for our first piece of This Week in Skating swag, a coffee mug. So all you do is visit Apple Podcasts, leave us a written review, and that is it. We will announce the winner on our May 22nd episode, which, as I said, will be our first episode of Season 2. With that, we have reached the end of our podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And you've been listening to This Week in Skating. Have a nice week. The season is over. <laughs> <laughs>